Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand before you in humility. In desperate need, God, of you. Lord, we may think we need other things, but truth is all we need is you. Yes. Lord, today we start our week with you. Lord, we are asking that the word goes forth with clarity and boldness. That God, we're able to receive this word and then have the strength to apply it. Lord, speak through me. Allow the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord, we rebuke doubt, fear, disbelief. We rebuke distraction. Lord, allow the word to have clear path. In the strong name of Jesus the Christ, Son of the living God, amen. Clap those hands. those words in your hand. Those words in your hand. Anybody grateful for Jesus? Yes, yes. Lift those up, repeat after me. The only way that I can keep my way pure is to guard it according to the word. This word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Today, I will receive the word implanted which is able to save my soul get those notebooks out we began 
our next portion of our preaching. Today, we begin our I Am series. Walking in our regenerated identity. We have been talking through over the year regeneration. We started off by disengaging. Truth be told, some of us haven't disengaged yet. There is no re-engagement without disengagement. Some of us have a closed hand when we have open hand prayers. Ooh, that was good. That wasn't in my notes. <laughs> Some of us have a closed hand when you got open hand prayers. Lord, I need. I'm not giving up nothing, Lord, but I sure got a lot of stuff I need. Over the last six weeks, we started working with reconciliation. Now we move to our next vital component, which is our identity as born-again believers. Please listen to this premise. It is very important. If I do not know how to determine, declare, and defend who I am in Christ, the enemy can cause me to believe and therefore walk as someone I am not. Y'all want it again? If I don't know how to determine, declare, and defend who I am in Christ, the enemy can cause me to believe and therefore walk as someone I am not. Y'all need it one more again? Yes. Wonderful. If I do not know how to determine, say determine. determine. Declare, say declare. declare. And defend, say defend. defend. Who I am in Christ, the enemy can cause me to believe and therefore walk as someone I am not. See, here's the thing. And I'm going to be in Colossians 1 in just a second. The absence of identity most often leads to misunderstanding of purpose. I said the absence of identity most often leads to the misunderstanding of purpose. And where purpose is unknown, abuse becomes our pattern. Let's do that one more time. The absence of identity, when I do not know who I am, most often leads to the misunderstanding of purpose. Where purpose is unknown, abuse. Now, now let's stop right there. Put yourself a little line in your notes. Abuse, say abuse. Abuse is abnormal use. That's going to help y'all in a minute. Anything that is being used in a manner different from the original intention is abuse. You see, 
it, let's find something around here. I could grab this here cross. It's pretty heavy. And if I had a nail that needed to be beat, technically, I could probably pound a nail with this here cross. Kay carried it the other week. It got some weight on him. Deacon Sanders, out. in all reality, yeah, that's, that's heavier than a framing hammer. It's technically a handle. The base should handle. But that would be abnormal use. Just because the job gets done doesn't mean it's not abusive. This is why I believe that some of us don't understand that we're in abusive relationships. Because abuse is beyond toxic conversation and physical altercation. You've never been hit and you've never been cussed out, but you're still being abused. Because abuse is abnormal use, which is the product of misunderstood identity. Lord help me. If I think it's a hammer, I'll use it like one. And only the manufacturer can tell me that I'm wrong. So again, the absence of identity most often leads to a misunderstanding of purpose. And where purpose is unknown, abuse becomes the pattern. And not just the abuse of others, help me Lord, but abuse from ourselves. Excuse me, Bishop. Watch this. You won't be abused if you haven't abused yourself first. You won't. Abuse only becomes the option when you've lowered your own standard of what you will accept. And some of us, because we believe the identity that the abusing party has given us, we can't figure out why we feel less fulfilled because we've accepted the identity of the abuser. Quiet in the cathedral. This is why many of us haven't reached what we've been praying for. Y'all think I'm just talking about, you know, interpersonal relationships, but I can get further here. You won't, you won't start that business because one bank told you no. When in prayer, God said yes. So the banker abused you. No, that was no because my credit score. What did God say? You mean to tell me that you're going to let one no change purpose? Purpose. What? One person got the power to overthrow God's purpose. So here's what I need y'all to write in your notes and say back to me. Say, Lord, show us who we are. 
<laughs> One more time. Say, Lord, show us who we are. Now, now, let me let me give you an important precursor before I get to this Colossians one. Um, this is dangerous teaching because when you know who you are, you'll stop accepting who you're not. I'm, I'm letting y'all know it's dangerous. I'm just I'm telling y'all right now. This is this is not this is a little dangerous because when you know who you are, you'll stop accepting who you're not. And when you stop accepting who you're not, everybody who was in love with who you're not is going to say, you done got brand new. Your response, if any man be in Christ. You acting different. Amen. Amen. And I refuse to let you make me act that way ever again. Colossians. <laughs> Colossians 1, 21 reads. Although you were, although you were, although you were, say no longer, you were formerly alienated, hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds. Yet, verse 22, he has helped me, now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. Now we said the reconciliation is the restoration of orderly, right, and original relationships. But let's go further. Reconciliation is the door to spiritual identity. Put that in your notes. Reconciliation is the door to spiritual identity. Where you get that from? Okay, look at verse 22 again, it's on the screen. Yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death. Y'all see that? No? Yes? Now what are the next three words? In order to. Wait, 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 wait. He reconciled me in order to. Which means that reconciliation takes me somewhere. Okay. You reconciled me in order to. Not just you reconciled me, period. Reconciliation is a door. It's not a destination. Reconciliation takes me somewhere. It doesn't just say, all right, reconcile. No, 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 no. That's not it. Reconciliation is something you must receive. It's something that you must come to grips with. I am reconciled. But then in order to present you. You reconciled me in order to present. Now, when I hear the word present, when I hear the word present, I think of like receiving something. Here is a presentation, right? Here, present. I'm presenting this to you. But I don't know if you remember, uh, Bishop Desmond Daphne, the other week, actually dealt with this a little bit. The word present in this text, the word present actually doesn't mean to give you something. It means to set alongside. So wait, 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 wait. I reconciled you in order to present you or to set you along the side of him. Wait a minute. 
So reconciliation is the door that allows me to be seated with the Lord. Now here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, those of you who follow, y'all know that we, you know, we are just coming out of the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, and if you notice and you pay attention in the church, we change our colors. Everything is white. Now, it's, this is the appropriate season. Pentecost will come and we'll change again and everything will be red, right? Now, the table, the table as you see here, the lights are on. This is symbolic of Jesus being the light. We have the cross and everything is white. It's all symbolic. We have these symbols in church not to be worshipped but to keep us memorable. There's no, there's no power in these. It's just when we see them, it should be like a trigger. It, it, it reminds you, right? But when you start putting things up here, listen to me, this is important. We start putting things up here, certain things ain't supposed to go. When you establish an identity, you're also establishing a boundary. Come on, y'all, this is real good. When you establish an identity, you're also establishing a boundary. When you determine who you are, you're simultaneously determining, determining who you're not. But the boundary that is established by identity makes everything that tries to come into your, your identity, your new identity, seem foreign. Okay. The table has been changed. Y'all with me? The table has been changed. And, and, so, and so here, here's, ah, this is better. So, so here's my bottle of water I've been drinking. This is mine. And so, see how that's right? What? No, 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 no. It held it. It held it. It can support it. Technically, if I move it, not even a stain. But it's not supposed to be there. And it's not supposed to be there because this has an identity. And the identity determines what should be with it. This is out of order. But I can't determine what's out of order if no order has been established. Oh, it's impossible to determine what is wrong if you have yet to be firm in what is right. And so if order has not been established, jumping up and down about the bottle on the table is nothing more than a tantrum. This is why you are misunderstood. Because you accepted it last night. Now you mad about it this morning. So we, hallelujah, can't move all the chairs out the sanctuary and have a twerking contest on Saturday. And then on Sunday, put all the chairs back and cry holy, holy, holy. Then you got.
got folk walking around talking about the atmosphere off. Of it is. Because we, that don't go there. This is out of order. Now watch. <laughs> if everybody keep walking by something out of order, They don't care about the abuse. Because your disorder is not impacting them. But if the presence of this bottle came in the way of your salvation, now somebody wanna jump up and down about the bottle shouldn't be there. Not understanding that when you out of order, somebody is not receiving from you what they should. I say that one more time. When you are out of order, someone is not receiving from you what they should. Third time. When you are out of order, yeah, I hear that, God, namely your children. Why would you let your children down all because of something that you refuse to deny? Quiet in this here cathedral. In order to set you alongside. Now, Here's what gets interesting. The only thing that can be set along the Lord, set alongside, is stuff that belongs. Y'all, 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 y'all. It's stuff that belongs there. In order to set you alongside the Lord. So, in order to belong, I got to be holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. So the reconciliation is the door that sets me alongside the Lord, but in order to be set alongside him, I got to be holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. It kills me, Elder Lila, when people be like, the Lord is in the room. And sometimes I got to look around like he's not. <laughs> yes, he is. He's, he's in the room, don't you, don't you? No, 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 because see, I can't be set alongside him. Living any way I feel like. In me there is and at no darkness at all. Look at this next passage. Go, go to the next one. Look, 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 look. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. Verse 2, just keep rolling with me. In which you formerly walked, say formerly. formerly. Say no longer. no longer. You formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Watch. You formerly walked according to the course of the world. The course of the world. Which means, go back to verse 1. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. Verse 2. In which you formerly walked according to the course, the pattern, the pattern of the world. Which means sin is orderly in the ethic of the world. Sin does not become disorder until you enter into the ethic of the kingdom. The world don't care about some of the stuff that God cares deeply about. Y'all, 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 y'all. In the ethic of the world, treat people as bad as you want to. 
as long as you're on your way up. If it ain't illegal, it's appropriate. I said in the ethic of the world, if it ain't illegal, it's appropriate. Okay, nope, nope, nope. In which you formerly walked. Man, according to, according, to, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons, it is now working in the sons of disobedient. Please, please understand this. When you are disobedient about anything, you give yourself over to the devil. I said when you're disobedient about anything, because disobedience, listen, disobedience is not a characteristic of life. So as soon as I become disobedient in anything, I'm giving myself over to the devil because the sons of disobedience are under the leadership of the power of the air. The prince of the power of the air is the devil. This is why death and life being in the power of the tongue is so important. You know that saying, a closed mouth, don't get fed? It applies in the spirit too. You can keep your mouth closed in the spirit if you want to, but at some point, you're going to have to open your mouth and say something. By your words, you will be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. Right? This is one of the reasons why it's impossible to worship in silence. You can't praise God silently. Watch this. Why do you think the Bible even says the rocks will cry out because every time we praise God, we are making a declaration in the air. You're saying to the prince, not here. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know who you thought you was fooling with, but I ain't that one. Go to verse 3. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. Verse 4. But God, it wears me out. Every time I read this verse, I just want to have a fit. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love, thank you, Lord, which he loved us. Look at verse 5. Even when we were dead. <laughs> Y'all think Lazarus is impossible when all of us have been Lazarus. Even when we were dead. And some of y'all been dead way longer than three days. <laughs> Woo! Some of us been dead and stinking way longer than three days. Huh? And the grave been closed up and everybody else done said, ain't no way they coming back from this. I said, even when they were dead in our transgression, he made us alive. He made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. Verse 6, and raised us up with him and seated. Wait, 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 wait. He presented us alongside. <laughs> He seated us with him where? Wait, 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 wait. So I'm supposed to be seated in heavenly places now. One day I'm going to be with the Lord. That ain't what that say. That says 
that when I'm born again, I'm supposed to take a seat next to the Lord. But the question is, have you allowed the Lord to make you compatible with the seat? That don't go. But the light does. Oh. This light goes. You are the salt of the earth. You are the. It goes. Hmm? Verse 7. So that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. You cannot take a seat when your identity is still in darkness. Y'all hear? You cannot take a seat when your identity is still in darkness. Say, Lord, show us who we are. So let's go. We're going to go to our foundational scripture in a minute. But before I go there, i got one more thing to say. Because I have to remind you of something. Because sometimes we think our foundational scripture gave us kind of three characteristic of the characteristics of the regenerated identity. Holy, blameless, beyond reproach. Right? Holy, blameless, beyond reproach. That's how I need to be. Holy, blameless, beyond reproach. Now, here's the issue, uh, Daphne. Too many of us look at those words and we think that they are merely eschatological. Okay, eschatological, eschatology, the study of end times. Eschatological thinking means that one day I'm going to get there when Jesus get back. In other words, we read stuff like that and say, I'll be holy one day. I'll be blameless one day. Oh, when Jesus cracks the sky, I'll get there. Forgetting scriptures like, be ye holy. <laughs> For I am holy. Right? These are characteristics that we need to live now. But just in case we need a little bit more help, let me give you a little bit more help in 1 John chapter 2. I mean, 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. We have come to know and believe the love which God has for us. God is love. The one who abides in love abides in God. Y'all. That's why people ask me, I can't be angry? Well, you got to abide in love to abide in God. Hmm? And God abides in him. Which also leads me to something very, very profound. How you got a perpetual attitude but say you saved? Your attitude won't go away. Just mad for no reason. Wake up mad, go through the day mad, rain make you mad, sun make you mad, clouds make you mad, breeze make you mad. Summer makes you mad, spring makes you mad, fall makes you mad, winter gets on your nerves. Huh? Being at home agitates you, being away agitates you. Steak you can't stand, chicken you hate, fish gets on your nerves, don't like pork neither. Can't stand vegetables, water don't got no taste. I mean, just, oh. I mean, where's your joy? Don't like high heels, don't like flats. Don't like pants, don't like skirts. Don't like makeup, don't like your bare face. Don't like your natural hair and don't like weave. I mean, what's going on? 
how you gonna get happy? I mean, so at some point. You don't like your natural nails? Put some on. Don't like putting them on? Take some off. Huh? Look at this verse. <laughs> verse 17. Melita over there laughing at me. By this love is perfected with us. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, this perpetual attitude. This is mad for no reason, Petters. This is mad for no reason. This is mad for no reason. Buy a blue dress. I don't like blue. Buy an orange one. I don't like orange neither. Okay, buy clear. Let's buy clear. Jesus Christ. By this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we where? Now wait, let's back up. By this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Wait a minute. So I got to get this holy, blameless, and beyond reproach right before judgment. Because, watch this. Living in the regenerated identity of Christ is where my confidence comes from. Yes. Okay. I teach my students something called the confidence competency loop. I teach my students this. Because many times when they stand up before me in class, they're nervous. And I say, listen, I can teach you how to get rid of your nervousness. How? Competence. Excuse me? Confidence increases as competence increases. In order to become more confident in a thing, you have to become more competent in the thing. Nobody is nervous about something they're good at. Some of us are nervous about the coming of the Lord because we have no competency of holiness. We have no competency of blamelessness. We have no competency that we are beyond reproach. In other words, we are like, you know, I live a little foul. So if Jesus come back today, I'm in trouble. If you were living holy, you wouldn't be worried about when he returns. Y'all listening to me? If I was competent in how I live, I would be confident that I'm going to be with him forever. If you lack the confidence, I charge you to check your competence. <laughs> this is why you got to be sure you saved. All right. Now remember, remember, the Lord wants to show us who we are now so that when he comes back, we already living right. Not like, Ooh, he cracking the sky. Let me hurry up right quick. Get baptized, take communion, and start speaking in tongues. Maybe I'll make it. That's not going to work out for y'all. So let's go back to our Colossians text. 122. Yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you, or to present you before him. What's the next, next word? Holy and... And in order to 
present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. All right, let's deal with these words, and I'm through. Holy. Holy. These are the characteristics of our born-again identity. Holy. I want y'all to think about that. This is a question I want you to ponder. Am I holy? Sure I am. No, 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 no. Are you? Not do you do holy things. Are you holy? See, y'all know some denominations that, that make women wear really, really long dresses? Right? Because somehow, just somehow, if I, the longer the dress, the holier you are. So they got on long dresses, no makeup. They got on them really thick ones, really thick stockings. Tightly near, opaque. Opaque tights. 98 million degrees outside. They got on opaque tights and dresses down to their ankles and uh, no makeup on. And you see the guys, the guys, you, you can't go to the movies. Can't play cards because the devil gonna get you. You can play go fish. You can play go fish, but you can't play spades. Can't play spades. Um, even Uno is iffy. 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 Uno is if, iffy. So don't pull out the dominoes. You are hell bound. Hell bound. Hell bound for dominoes. Hell bound for dominoes. And here's the thing. Oh, uh, nowhere. In the Bible, does it say that your outfit make you holy? And what's happening when we tell these people, dress this way, and that's holiness. Do this thing, and that's holiness. What we're telling them is that holiness is external first. But holiness is a matter of the heart first. See, the word holy right there means having characteristics of purity. See, a long skirt don't make you pure. Where is your heart? And watch this. If your heart is right, some stuff you just won't wear. See, if I got to tell you what to wear to make you pure, that's not real purity. But if your heart is pure, some stuff you'll pass. Come on now. Some stuff you'll be in the store and you'll say, you know what? That's against my identity. Why would I want somebody to see me like that? It's not that I, listen, I'm not ashamed of my body. No, it's not that. You don't have to show it to show everybody that you're not ashamed of it. Confidence is not seen in being scantily clad. Confidence is seen in actually understanding who you are in God. You ain't got to show the world everything God gave you in order to validate that you're confident in what you've been given. As a matter of fact, at some point, even victoriously, it's a secret. That's what she said. Shan, that's what she said. Victoria said, it's a secret. Some of y'all telling all the secrets. Holy. Now here's the thing. Listen, let's go further. Holiness is, carries in this text the fundamental idea of separation, consecration, and devotion. 
I said holiness carries the fundamental idea of separation, consecration, and devotion. Consecration is not separation in and of itself. And separation is not consecration in and of itself. They're different constructs. Because I can be separate but not consecrated. Come on now, you can be by yourself doing wrong. Come on now, you think because you, you own the retreat, we don't know the videos you took with you. And the books that was in your bag. So it's separation, I can't connect to that. It's consecration, I cannot do that. And it's devotion, I'm committed to that. Oh, y'all, y'all. Separation, I'm not connected to that. Consecration, I cannot do that. Devotion, I'm committed to that. See, here's the thing. If you don't have all three, you're not yet holy. Separation from everything that is not God consecration from everything that is not of God and devotion to everything that is God. Separation. Nope, I don't do that no more. You change. Thank you. You different. Amen. You used to put a heavy emphasis on used to. Separation, consecration, and devotion. Now, here's what I'm figuring out people of God, some of us have separation, consecration, and devotion to the things we want and not to the things of God. Yeah. Hmm? I'm about to go on a consecration so I can get my business off the ground. So you're going to consecrate for your business but not your attitude? That's what you're doing? I'm about to go on a consecration to work my credit, Eric. I'm going to get my credit together. I, gotta go, I got goals. We're going to work my credit. So you're going to work your credit, but not your habits? Why are y'all looking at me like that? See, when I'm holy, I'm sharing in God's purity and abstaining from earth's defilement. Thank you, Spyro Zodiades. Listen, when I'm holy, I share in God's purity and abstain from earth's defilement. When I say that's good, I share in God's purity and abstain from earth's defilement. And see, while we out here, I keep hearing stuff like, why can't Christians have fun? And we ask questions like that when our only definition of fun is in the ethic of the world. Because some of us only know how to have a good time in sin. A Christian, stop being so uptight. Buy you a bowling ball. Get you some skates. Huh? Go skating. Bowl. Go to Top Golf. That don't. Huh? Go, yeah, go axe throwing. Get together with the people on your road. Just like, hey, y'all, let's, let's go to Chipotle. 
You just sit down and eat Chipotle. We ain't, we ain't got to like, we ain't got to go to Chipotle on an evangelism mission. Let's just eat. Let's just go and be Christians in Chipotle. And let's eat. You get your bowl with, you know, you don't want hot on your bowl. I want hot on my bowl. Huh? I don't like lettuce. I need guacamole. I need guac on my bowl. I need the chips. Make sure they're not stale. I don't want the stale chips. I want the unstale chips. And let's sit there in the Chipotle and not be all spooky deep. The lady asked your order. Don't break out in tongues. She asked your order. Huh? That's it. I want half steak, half chicken. I want black beans and white rice. I need, I need cheese, guacamole, a little bit of hot corn and some salsa. I need the chips on the side and I want you to mix some hot and sour cream together for the chips. That's what I need. I'm gonna sit here and give me a fork and give me some of that little spritzy water next to it because I don't like the regular water. It don't taste right in there. And that's what I need. We gonna sit there and we gonna be Christians. Listen, the reason, yes, the reason that people don't want to come to church because some of us church people are weird. to church and you got a whole bunch to say they saw you for five days at work and you won't even say hi won't even wave at them in the cubicle also you too holy to say good morning but you done tow up the whole row in praise and worship one of these things are not like the other soon as soon as praise and worship start you the first one yeah but when your coworker who needs to know the love of God from you said, good morning, sis, you said, mm, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. You rebuking the people who need to, who need to see you say, holy. I'm against the world's defilement, but that don't mean I got to be weird. Weird. Got a Bible on the dashboard of your car that you ain't even read. Weird. Weird. Got Christian t-shirts in a thousand colors, but ain't no Jesus in your heart. That's just weird. It's just weird. Something's wrong with that. Blameless. Somebody just say, don't be weird. Stop it. And this is why some of y'all wow out. This is why. Gaini, this is why you wow out. Because it's all this time you're trying to be weird. All this time. And then you get to the family reunion. Get to the family reunion. You look around for other Christians. And the wobble come on. And now we got to get you off the floor. Because <laughs> you've been weird. You've been weird all this time. One time you hear the wobble and they like, wobble with it. Wobble. You're like, oh God, I want to dance so bad. But you've been weird. Maybe, just maybe, if you could electric slide with the saints. Oh. <laughs> Erica, somebody going to get mad at me for that. But maybe, just maybe, if you could electric slide with the saints, you wouldn't be sipping, slipping and tipping with the, un, the unsaints. Maybe. 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 It's just maybe. I mean, come on. 
man. See, that's not weird. Somebody's going to be like, I can't believe Bishop did that. Jesus was at a party when he did his first miracle. Don't play with me. He was at a wedding, at the party, at the reception. Not at the ceremony, at the reception. Chilling. Wasn't bothering nobody. He wasn't in the synagogue. He was at the wedding reception. It was like, we need more wine. And he the one who got the party started. Do y'all hear me? Come play with me. Come play with me. Come play with me. Read the Bible. I know. I know, Kim. Somebody going to be like, I knew he was crazy the whole time. No, I think we've been weird. That's not holiness. That's not holiness. You drink water 24-7, but you be in folks' DMs. That's not holiness. Blameless. <laughs> Feel all right today. Trying to help us. Blameless. Now that word blameless, y'all see it in the text? It's on the screen. Come on, I got a few more minutes. Blameless. You know what blameless means? Unblemished. Unblemished. Free from physical or moral defect. It's actually a technical word they're used. Listen, it means the absence of anything amiss. <laughs> See, this is how you start determining what you can and cannot do. Is this a miss? God, you cool? Not are they cool. God, you cool. We good? Or is this a miss? Because watch this. Here's what I've determined. Here's what I've determined, Pastor Craig. Some of us can be in church a miss. You patting yourself on the back because you wasn't at the club, right? Ooh, I didn't go to the club. Got you. Amen. All right, because there's some foolishness in there. Got it. Amen. But some of y'all in church with just as much foolishness, especially contingent upon what church you like to frequent. Because some of these modern churches are clubs. What's the difference? What's the difference? But listen, blamelessness is the absence of something amiss. It is, watch this. Here's the question when it comes to being blameless. Is there anything in me that would render me unworthy? Y'all need that again? Is there anything in me that would render me unworthy? And then beyond reproach. I love this one. It means to be unaccusable. <laughs> Free from any legal charge. See, when you're beyond reproach, they can say it, but it won't stick. They can say it, but it won't stick. See, here's the thing. Many of us, the rumor is true. Oh, People gonna always talk, but will it stick? Because some of us are mad because people are talking, but they're not lying. 
They're not lying. But when you're holy, blameless, and beyond reproach, it doesn't mean that they're going to stop talking. It means that you're unaccusable. Let's remember this. I want to go back to my opening premise. If I do not know how to determine, declare, and defend. Determine, declare, and defend who I am in Christ. The enemy can cause me to believe, walk any way I want. He wants, rather. And I want to just talk about determination, and I'm going to be done. That's the only one I'll get to. Determination is a matter of proper exposure and faith. Write that down. Determination is a matter of proper exposure and faith. Excuse me? I will never be able to determine who I am in God if I'm always around people telling me something that I'm not. Determination is a matter of proper exposure and faith. Exposure. Y'all okay? I see y'all writing good. Exposure. The revelation of an identity or fact. The revelation of an identity or fact. So, here's the question. Are you sitting around people? Are you sitting under revelation that exposes your identity? Or are you sitting around people sitting under revelation that coddles what you want to be? That's okay. I understand why you act like that. Make perfect sense to me. If I was you, I would have done the same thing. That's not what you want. Girl, if I was you, you know what? You better than me because if I was you, you just cussed him out. I would have cut him. I'm going to make you feel better because you didn't fall out of identity as far as I would have. You good. You were better than me. The benchmark is not being better than your circle. The benchmark is the identity of Christ. So you have to be exposed, Elder Leela, to what God says about you. Because sometimes, listen, you'll look at everybody else in your family and go, doing well, just because you're doing better than them. <laughs> That's not the benchmark. God, what do you say about me? And you have to sit constantly under an exposure that makes you stretch for what God says. Fearfully and wonderfully made. See, that's God's identity for you. You can't just be around folks that are okay with you being less than what God said. Amen. Amen. Here it is, you're going through with your spouse. And then you got somebody around you who say, you made it longer than I thought you would. <laughs> made it longer than I thought you would. You should give your applause. No. What does the scripture say? We're going with God the whole way. We're going to stick with God. We're not sticking with how long will you halt between two opinions. We're not going with the people. We're going with God. We're not going to go with our emotions. We're going with God. We're not going to go with feelings. We're going with God. 
We're not going with the status quo. We are going with God. We're not going with the ethic of the world. We are going with God. We're not going with this secret-sensitive, weak, faithless church. We're going with God. Well, you seem to be making it hard. I'm not making it hard. I'm telling it right. You ain't got to live below. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be oppressed. You don't have to be angry. You don't have to be frustrated. You don't have to walk in shame. You don't have to walk in doubt. You don't have to walk in fear. You have a right to be what God created you to be. It's your right. That's your privilege. That's your inheritance. And some of us need to apologize to God. Lord, I apologize for walking beneath the standard of the cross. Lord, show us who we are. I got to be able to declare that. But declaration, that determination rather, that determination is going to take some exposure. The revelation of identity. Now here's the thing. This exposure, here's what I've learned. I told you at the beginning, I'll say it again. It will arouse disapproval. It'll arouse disapproval. When I figured out who I was, everybody who liked who I no longer was, left. Yeah. It, just, it just don't seem like, it just don't seem like you know you. You no longer, you know, it's not how we met you. Yes. Because I'm still the same person you met. How am I content with not growing in God? Okay, come, come on now. I need y'all to get some, get some gumption about yourself. How long have... Mm, yeah, I'll say it like that. That's better. How long have you known yourself? And are you the same? That's a better way of saying it. Say it a little bit more. A little bit more tinge on it. How long have you known yourself? Take your age. That's how long you've known you. Are you the same? Let's get even better. Are you better this week than you was last week? But Bishop, it's only been seven days. Who told you that improvement takes decades? See, here's our issue. And this is why some of us stay where we are. Because you haven't had an angry enough army at your back to cause you to lift your rod. You haven't had an angry enough army at your back to cause you to lift your rod. Yeah, Moses. Wow. Pharaoh. Uh-huh. Red Sea. Yeah, I know. Wow. Mountain. Uh-huh. I can't go nowhere. Sure you can. Where? Across there. Now watch. 
If there was no army, he would have backtracked. Yeah, exactly. That's good. If there was no army, he would have backtracked. Because after all, everybody with him wanted to go back. They were already complaining because they didn't like the journey and they hadn't even seen the power of God yet. Hmm? Because listen, sometimes the crowd that you are challenged to lead don't want to go to places that God is leading. Okay, I'll talk to me. I heard you. Yes, thank you. Receive that. We're going to cross there. Well, how am I going to get across there? What's in your hand? Lift your rod. Lift your Now, here's the thing. Army's right there. You think he had a decade? It's not like God could be like, lift your hand and eventually. It was three million people roughly that needed to get across the water. Not like 10. Like three million. And they had to be close because they knew the army was coming. need this to happen so if God can part the Red Sea instantly why you think it take your whole life for you to stop being mad y'all hear me do y'all hear me okay just making sure so to determine our identity we must be exposed to the truth of that identity. Say, Lord, show us who we are. But I said it takes, that, that determination takes exposure and faith. Here's, we walk by what? Not by. So, you are not some of the things you even see. Okay, let's go back. Come here, Moses. Lord, I'm trapped. No, you're not. Oh, Pastor Craig, that's good to me. I'm trapped, Lord. He says, you're not trapped. Not trapped at all. I did this on purpose. I'm just so broken. No, you're not broken. You like saying that you're broken because it justifies your misbehavior. You love saying that you're broken. You tell everybody you're broken. You tell everybody you're broken because somehow that's your get-out-of-jail-free card for not actually living according to who you say you connected to. It's a generational curse. There are no generational curses for the born again. You are not cursed. You have decided. There's no such thing as a generational curse for the born again. Excuse me? Come on now. How can I be cursed when he became the curse? So if he became the curse for me to be born again, how are we both cursed at the same time? Somebody is lying. And it ain't genius. See, we love, the, we love the doctrine of generational curses because it allows us, every time we make a mistake, to say, my daddy did it, my mama did it, my granddaddy did it. No, you decided if you're born again. Generational curses are only on those that are not born again. And as soon as they get born again, listen, you can't keep saying all things become new except that and that and that. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Amen, Bishop. 
Old things are passed away. Amen. Behold, all things become new, except that. And that. And that and that and that. And them and them and them. See, you're not cursed. You're not broken. You are not depressed. It just seems like you're just being naive. No, I'm exposing you. You are not ashamed. You are not fearful. You are not. I feel it. Wait a minute. But what does God say? So you're walking by your soul. Emotions are in the soul. And why would you be led by the soul? Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Here's what we are. You're saved. At least I pray you're saved. You saved. Say saved. See, as long as we believe that that word saved means I came up and gave my hand to the preacher, we've missed salvation. But I'm about to help y'all with what saved means. Rescue. I've been rescued. Thank you, Lord. I'm rescued. And not just rescued, I'm prepared for. If we're going to walk in our identity, and I want to pray. Here's what I need you guys to understand. I am not who the world says I am. I am who God says I am. I'm not who they say I am. You ain't never going to make it, lies. Lies you do tell. Well, your mother didn't make it. And your grandmother didn't make it. And your sister didn't make it. That's them. This is me. See, I'm saved. See, son, I don't think, you know how the old saints used to say, they get up and they say, I'm saved sanctified and full of the precious gift of the Holy Ghost I think we miss how profound that statement is I'm rescued I'm changed and I'm equipped that's what that says I'm rescued I don't know I'm rescued Everybody in this place, just say, I'm saved. I am free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bound. Come on, get your identity right. No more chains holding me.
Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare our freedom. Just rejoice in your freedom.
lift my voice, lift my voice, lift my voice, lift my voice, lift Father, we thank you for showing us our identity in you. Yes. We reject any identity outside of you. We accept our identity in Christ. Lord, if there's anybody in here that is not saved, Give them strength and courage today to give their life to you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and give you honor.
in Jesus' name. Come on, just open your mouth and just give God honor.
clap those hands. standing hands lifted in the posture of surrender Lord we're here with our hands lifted up surrendering our identity giving it up in exchange for our identity in Christ. And now unto him who is able to keep us from falling, present us faultless before his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you and give you peace. This is my prayer. Amen. Love somebody before you leave. movement is still spreading the gospel virtually live every Sunday morning and Wednesday night. All you have to do is tune in during these times. So come and check us out and get the word on these platforms. Just download the BoxCast app on your Roku, Apple TV, and Fire Stick TV. You can watch us on your favorite social media or watch us at the marketplacemovement.online.church or our church website, themarketplacemovement.com view worship. The Marketplace Movement, where we continue to reach, enhance, and advance lives.